sitting there watching the coach, and I'm like, hey, you was about instruction. Yeah, you want to win, and I get all that, but like, you come out the game, and the coach never once told the kids what they did wrong. He didn't correct mm. them. His kid, you know, you got probably what? They got to be TJ, so somewhere between 10 and 12, 11. Mm-hmm. Coming out the game, the coach don't even acknowledge them. I got juniors, and I'm constantly telling them, hey, you got to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And even though we lost, it's like, yeah, I hate you guys. Me and you know, I, I hate losing. I'm competitive. But looking at it, like, my job is to grow you guys for your high school season. Like, and then prepare you, like, so college scouts want you. I'm watching, like you said, everybody think they're a coach now. Everybody ain't meant to coach, man. Is your intentions to have the spotlight or is your intentions to grow players and athletes? It's two different things in coaching. Like, coaches are meant to be teachers and mentors, not just sit on the sideline and like, oh, look at the score we won. Why are they meant to be coaches and mentors? I think coaches are mentors because... If you look at it's, it's it's so many different areas that you can look at the different ways you can look at it. Like you have kids who come from fatherless homes, and I grew up in an era where you respected your coach like your parent. You didn't talk back to the coach. Your your, your coach was basically your parent. It was it's like you going to the babysitter, like your mom saying, "I'm dropping you off here," telling your coach you got every right to take care of my kid the way I would handle my kid. When the coaches listen. My eyes was big and I heard it. Now, I might pout like I did my mom, but I wasn't disrespectful. I didn't talk back and I took in everything they said just like my mom would. Then you got other areas where it's more than sports. Kids are looking for a connection with somebody and it has to be more than your sport. Like, I don't I don't think the best coaches are the ones who have a great record if all they do is worry about wins and losses. What, what do your kids come back and say about you off the court? Were you there for them outside the sport? Did you care about their grades? Did you care to sit down with them when they were mm-hmm. having problems at home and try to help them figure out situations where they might have food in the refrigerator or, you know, nothing to eat? Like, that's more than, coaching is more than just going for practice. Like I told you, just showing, you can't just show up for practice, you can't just show up for games. Like, you should be available at all times. When you become a coach, every kid I come in contact with, I consider that kid my family. Like this AAU team, that's deep. I'm going to stay in contact with them after the season over when they play us. I'm going to give them a hug. Good luck. I hope we kick your butt, but I hope you play great. The kids that I don't play, I'm going to make it, make it, make it, uh, uh, make a way to get out there and see them play in the games. Just to show them I support, I support them and I love you and care about you, man. If you need me, I'm here. Why, man, that, goodness, that was well said. Well said, first of all. That seems like a loss. You know, it just seems like it's lost. As much as we're investing into the kids, man, it seems like a lot of parents don't look for that anymore. They just look for their kid being good. They don't look for uh, the development of manhood or womanhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're more worried about, I mean, was it two, two, two podcasts ago now where we talked about the scholarship? Yeah. You got parents more worried about their kid being a great player or getting a scholarship than they are about their kid being a great person. Everybody's not going to be a great athlete. Everybody's not going to get a scholarship. But you can raise somebody to be a good human being or a great human being. Yeah. And I just talked to somebody today. I said the other thing that's changed is, like I just talked about the respect we have for coaches when I was growing up. And you always had those seeds that you know got into a coach. That's just life. It's emotions happening. Now... 
this is the question generation like they got to ask why and they want a response i don't when i tell my kids stuff i don't it's not a question i'm not i'm not asking i'm not requesting you i'm telling you to do something don't ask me why so as a coach i deserve that i demand that same respect but now this generation you got kids that don't respect their parents so how are they gonna come to a basketball or football or tr- and respect their coach if you if they don't start at home they're not gonna come and respect you on your field to play so it's it's real it's just different man it's it's different. We got a lot of dads that are busy trying to provide. And those same dads when I was growing up were financially, they were probably paid better, I assume, because they were allowed to be coaches. And now, you know, the guys that, like I said, when I grew up, that instructed us, like, you know, and I, I use this example, my Uncle Daryl, who passed away a few weeks ago, um, worked full time, was the director of the baseball diamond, was the coach of my, my YMC basketball team would take me and my cousin on bike rides on the weekend. Would take us to the baseball diamond, learning how to field grounders, learning how to catch pop flies, learning how to hit techniques, shooting, boxing out, how to catch a football, how to throw, like all that stuff. And I don't know how he had all the time to do it looking back because I barely have enough time to do the stuff I want with my son. And I think that's where the world is changing, man. It's just, it's never enough time. And we can say, oh yeah, well you can make time for things you want. It's like, it's give and take. I got to provide, so I got to do more of this. But then at the same time, you may be lacking in this area. So it's trying to find a balance, man. And and coaching is is suffering because the guys who can't do it are busy doing other things. Uh. And I may be I may be guilty. Sometimes I am. Like, I mean, me and you talk plenty of times. I said I never want my kids to believe that me training is more important than being their father. And sometimes, I mean, honestly, I feel like they think that. And even if they won't say it, you know, if my daughter's got a dance recital, I got a basketball game, I got a coach. You know, TJ got a game. Hey, I got to be at work. I'm sorry. That kills me. Because I didn't want to be that parent that missed my kids' events. And I know it's sacrifice. I get it. It's life. But still, it still kills me. I'm human. Mm. Mm. That was Terry Collins. Terry Collins. I'm going to go ahead and intro this podcast and come back to that topic, <laughs> man. We just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him, I told my man Nick and, uh, you know, our sound guy, the just record and whatever happens happens man because we was already talking off off the podcast so I was like man this shit record and let's see what, what happens but uh yeah man y'all know my voice Josh Collins here my man Terry Collins dropping gems um had a long weekend of coaching AAU all weekend and um you know he's uh I got to watch him on Saturday too man so and laughed at me. Dude, dude said my hand was on my hand. Yeah, that hand on your hip. <laughs> but it's funny because you only got one arm right now. Because so, you in the sling. I said, oh, yeah, he he, he over there. Co- he, he, he coaching, though. It's, it's frustrating, man. It's a joy for me. I know it's frustrating for you. And, and you know, we took took the L. I said we because I feel like I'm part of y'all. But we, you know, took the L. But... When you when you see a guy coaching kids and really is is in love with it, in the in the you know the heat of frustration and adversary adversity, I said adversity adversity. I mean, um, as a parent, as another coach, it's 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 just good to see. It's great to see. It's almost a lost art. The passion behind it. So when I saw his hand on his hip, I was like, "Oh, he he going in, <laughs> hand on his hip." But everything, hey, I was mad, man. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, sometimes I'll be like, "But watch, you gotta watch your expressions, man, because you're trying to 
They're going to see it, man, and, and you don't want the kids. But, man, sometimes I just think, and I got to stop thinking of stuff. You know, Bruce taught me this. You can't look at basketball the way you understood it for the kids. Because oh, that's good. The way you were and understood the game is at a higher, you at a higher level, and you've been around it so much longer. But, man, like simple stuff. And I tell him, I said, basketball at its purest is a simple sport. It's just about teamwork. It's yeah. simple. Teamwork and communication. And if you got that teamwork and communication. effort, energy with them two, and I said, you can win and compete with anybody. When you don't have it, it's tough. And that's what I constantly tell my guys, man. Like, communicate, talk, effort, energy. Make the game simple. And when they make it hard, my hand went on my head. <laughs> I got, I got upset, man. My hand went on my hip. Like, I got one hand. I didn't know what to do with it. I got mad. I liked it, though, because you ended it with a compliment by handshaking and giving everybody high fives. I mean, it's positive. Yeah. You got, you may, I can get it. I, I compare it to my kids, man, because I do care about every kid you I come do. in contact with. So it's like, I'm going to give you this constructive criticism, but then I'm also going to tell you the same time I care about you, I love you, and you're good. I'm just trying to help you be better. Don't it ain't like this ain't something that's like life threatening ain't the end of the world but let's just correct this little thing man but hey good job love you let's get out there and work hard I seen Mike Singletary uh, speak at uh, I want to go to that it was, it was possible was it good yeah. <sighs> it was it was good uh, at the Coliseum for mm-hmm. the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes and um, one of the things he was speaking about was he spoke a lot about manhood through sports, you know, for like uh, uh, male athletes. Mm-hmm. But he was also saying like, coaches, we got to stop trying to be perfect and just aim for excellence. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can, you can be flawed, but excellent. You know, the perfection is not there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not going to be there, you know? So we gotta be, we gotta teach our, our young woman, young men to be excellent and um, you know that I don't know when you say that that's what I, I thought about that's just excellence just excellence you know excellence is owning up to your 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 mistakes and, and flaws excellence is you know giving putting your, your best foot forward and trying regardless of what happened previously you know what I mean when you're trying to be perfection you're chasing something that's that, that can't happen you're chasing a ghost you know what I mean just won't ever happen you know and and you need men and you just need people in your corner, man, to, to be realist and say, look, you can't do that. But what you can do is seek this. When this ain't working, you can do that. You know what I mean? So that's what Mike was saying. It was powerful, man. Very powerful. That's real. That's that's about that's almost like um, expanding on that. Like n- nothing and no one is perfect. There's only one one person I know. Yep. That's perfect. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't us. No. Nah. And so, you know, we can strive for something that we'll never attain, but you can you can you can strive to be excellent. You can, you'll never be perfect, but you can strive for excellence at all times. Yeah. So like in admitting to yourself, being transparent, like I'm not perfect at all. I'm not the perfect coach. I'm not the perfect person. Husband, son, father, I make mistakes. And when you make those mistakes, man, be be big enough to admit, hey. You know, and, and with coaching, I'm just, I'm using coaching because that's what we're talking about. I'm not gonna make the perfect call. I may pull the kid at the wrong time. Um, I may not play the right people all the time, and it's never something done intentionally. It's what I think at that time is best, but I'm not perfect, so it's not always gonna be the correct decisions I make. And 
and being open and saying I make mistakes and having people around me, a circle of people that will hold me accountable. And that's like where I look at the team thing and I was telling my guys, you got to trust each other and be able to communicate with one another and say, hey, if I go to Josh and we on the same team striving for the same goal, Josh, you ain't playing hard enough. Mm-hmm. You got to be big enough to be like, you're right. It, it, it can upset you, but and it should. She'll mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I'm going to show you. My bad. I got. And if you came to me, but hey, you ain't doing such and such. Josh, my bad, man. I got it. I'm going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the level of respect and care that I have for you, you have for me. It's not, <sighs> and I ain't think about what Josh talk about, man. I'm about to do my thing still. Ain't no wrong with constructive criticism, man. Ain't nobody perfect. Nah. I'm able to accept that. If you came to me, bud, you ain't bringing no energy on the show. I was tired, Josh. I stayed up to 5 a.m., but ain't no excuses. <laughs> <You're just true. laughs> ain't no excuses. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm impressed. I'm like, your energy up right now. Oh, it must have been that, that drink you got. Shout out to Bang Sour Heads coming to a local store near you. Super. Cr- oh, we <laughs> My bad. We ain't getting Sponsor us. <laughs> no. I gave him a little shout out. Sponsor us. You know what I'm saying? Zero everything. Yeah, I see that. It's, what? Oh. Oh, 300 milligrams of caffeine. Mm. I'm back in the game. Yeah. Shout out to you. I need one of those. You stayed up to five and Bruh. I can't tell. Your energy is on point right now. I had that TJ energy last night, but right now I feel like I'm old. But we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to crank it out. We're yeah. having a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, He was talking about, you know, basketball is simple. It's just teamwork and uh we said teamwork and communication. Mm-hmm. Elaborate a little more on that, especially uh, the communication part. Uh, any sport. I mean, and then like, you know, we use sport as our tool, but we talk about life in general. But, you know, yeah, speaking double. on basketball. We speak, we speak a lot of double entendres and multi entendres. So we yeah. keep we keeping you on your toes. Just mm-hmm. just stick with us. You'll get it. But what I say, communication in, in basketball and it, it goes over into your personal life and to your spiritual life and to your relationship, just everything, man. Like I realized in high school, I played the game. I was just really good. And I hate talking about myself because I was just, I was good at basketball in high school. I was good at sports in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think I communicated. I, now I knew I was mm-hmm. a positive teammate. I don't think there's any teammate that could tell you I was ever negative. Like I want to uplift people, but there was times I look back that I should have done more. I should have spoke more on the court where I didn't. And I just tried to take the load myself and do it. So now I watch certain kids do that same thing. And I'm like, listen, you got four of the guys out there. Use them to make you a better player. And using them doesn't mean that you score more points for yourself. It means you score more points for our team by getting them involved. Hmm. Communication is being able to, to talk to one of your players, like I said, with respect build them up because a lot of times man the guy when you build that guy up they'll run through a brick wall for you Mm -hmm. you have guys who just they want to support you and they want to feel needed they don't got to score a basket a basket they just want to see us the team succeed but if you go to them josh give me open man set the screen or i go to josh great rebound baby though that little stuff like that man brings so much energy and confidence in your teammates and then on the court I tell kids, you know, like like I said, basketball is the simplest form. If I talk on defense, say 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 we in a press or we in a two three zone. Josh, you up top in the two three. I'm in the back. Mm-hmm. Can you see behind your head? Mm-hmm. But I can see what's behind you. If I tell you what's going on, Josh, watch the middle. Josh, watch the middle. Two cutting, two cutting. Shooter on that side. You know where everything's at without even looking. 
communication. It makes the game you, so simple. How do you, or how does one gain that trust though? It takes time, man. It takes time to build that trust, man. It's, it's not something overnight. It'd be like, you know, like I tell people, I was fortunate enough when I play AU, I play with all my friends. And we play together all the time. But the thing that's going on now in a lot of AAU programs is people are just being thrown on teams and it's hard, man, because they just don't trust each other. And it's, you know, I constantly tell my team like, hey, when we learn to trust each other and value each other as teammates and stop trying to be individuals and play as a team, I said, you can compete with anybody because we got enough talent, Mm -hmm. but you will never win a tournament or beat a good team until we get to that point because we don't trust each other. And I can see it till I'm blue in the face. It's almost like your parent. Keep telling your kid, don't do that. Don't, don't touch it. Don't do that. The kid is going to listen when the kid's ready to listen. And, you know, the younger you start them at that, the better. I mean, I got a bunch of guys that are juniors, great guys, great kids, but it's just they're not used to playing together and they feel like uh, I can do this and make this happen instead yeah. of trying to be a team and talk and communicate. This this the text generation. If we can use texting on the court, my team, hey, New, hey, every team I coach yeah, would be great. If you can send, horrible. Hey, man, pass me the ball. I'm open through the text message. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be horrible. Imagine being on the sideline. <laughs> you got to tell number 34 or something, but hey, you, you got your, You got your Apple Watch on. Oh, my god. Okay, gosh. yeah, yeah. I got him. He a scorer. I got him. Do you, uh, do you drill for communication? Or could you? You can. Um, I remember... And, and we do I haven't I don't with my AU team I don't get as much personal time with them because a parent asked me today one of the parents was like how do you teach it and I was like the hard part about AAU is we don't have a lot of time together and this team right. is not this team was just formed it's not like they've been playing together since 8th grade so I said you have a lot of individuals that when they play at their high school teams don't play like this because they they know the system they trust those guys but this AAU team these guys don't know each other but when I was in college <clears throat> what they did was it was almost a punishment type thing it's me it's almost a punishment type thing if we didn't talk you was gonna run mm. they never told you how much if they didn't hear chatter mm-mm. like and you know they had coaches you know managers helpers practice players everybody had to watch and if you was in a defensive drill you had to talk so like the funny part is when we if if I play if the coaches play against the, the guys and I'm just New Haven, when we play against them, we talk so much and we are able to beat them easily. And it's not because we're athletic, more athletic anymore, or because we're still in great shape. It's the fact that we make the game so simple by communication. And we try to tell them that. And so it's hard, man. It's hard because kids, this is a generation, like I said, they rather text you a message to apologize or say my fault than go to your face as a man or a young man, young lady, and say, hey, my bad, I messed up. I do better. Mm. So it's it's hard, but you can teach it. It's just it's it's a rep. It's like anything else. It's repetition. You got to constantly be on top of them. It's so harder to teach now. Yeah, it, than it, it is. Was it's way harder. Five, ten years ago. Yeah, it's oh, way man. harder. It's where I mean, I didn't expect. Honestly, I didn't expect this from the team I have. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell y'all the stereotype I'm gonna throw out, but I was gonna throw out, but I didn't expect this from my team. They don't talk. Let's say you team, and I expected them to talk. Mm. And I'm like, dang, well, I realized that when I do a New Haven, what I'm saying, they do get it. Because towards the middle of the end of the season, they getting what I'm saying. They talking to each other. They helping each other out. But it's just one of the things, man, that's... It's, so do you have to have a, 
I guess multiple styles to coach. So you you have to coach a certain way for AAU, and then a certain certain way with high school basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a way different coach. Like gotcha. I got one player from New Haven on my team, Bryce. And Bryce has played JV for me his sophomore and his junior year. He also dressed varsity last year as junior, but um, he's playing JV for me. And usually I'll talk to the team and I'll tell them, Bryce, no, it's a difference. Like I'm more, for AAU, I feel like that's the time for me to be more of a teacher. Um, and I, not to say I don't do it when I'm coaching high school, but the difference is for me is AAU time is so small that I can't really worry about the score. As mm. much as I want to win, my job is more to help you become a better basketball player individually, but then also understand the game more. So when you go back to your school, which I tell them sucks, I'm trying to make you better for next year when we play against you, and you probably gonna come on and play great, and then Bruce gonna be mad at me. <laughs> oh, you tri-. But that's my job, to help that kid to try most. to get them to the next level, where high school, I may teach as I may teach the same, but a different manner, because I'm spending nearly five, six months with them boys. Yeah. So that's more of like, I'm not saying the AU team is my family, but that's more like the family you atmosphere. Got more with them. Yeah, like, you know, we texting more, we calling on the phone, we yeah. going to dinners, we got games, you practicing every day, I'm checking on you, how, how, what's going on at home, what's this, what's that. And then when we coach, they may see a little, they may see me upset way more. Yeah. Because not only am I going to get on you about the, the coaching part and teaching the game, I'm looking at the score too now. Yeah. Oh, no, we, you down by 20 and a half to that team? Oh, y'all about to go in the locker room and get it. So it's a whole different like, and that's why I pulled myself back because today I was I was so mad this morning. I was so mad to score this morning, but then I was like, you know, after the game, I said to the side, like, you know, fellas, just stay the course, man. Stay positive. Take what you didn't do great today, work on it, and then come back better next game. I was like, every game's a learning lesson, but I can just I kept reemphasizing them until we learn to communicate and trust one another. This is how we're going to play against good teams. Are you learning how to coach AAU, I guess, or like develop this different style? I Honestly, I took it because you know I didn't want to coach AAU. Yeah, that's what, you know I'm, what I'm asking. Saying? I'm like, man. So, I mean, I looked at it like this. It was an opportunity for me to kind of step outside my box yeah. of what I was used to coaching. And I'm like, maybe something I'm going to learn here, I'm gonna, I'll be able to take back and add on to what I'm doing. Or maybe... Maybe I go back next year and be a different coach. Maybe to like, yeah. man, maybe I need to approach, you know, high school the way I'm doing this. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I just thought it was a great opportunity for me to try to coach something different to expand my style because na- I, I think nowadays you can't be the same coach. You have to adjust to your roster. You have to. The kids you have. Yep. You can't be this is my way, this is how it's gonna be. Some some areas you can, but then other ways is like I have to learn to be able to talk to, you know, Nick different than I talk to you, see what motivates you, what motivates him. I can't just yell at y'all and think that's going to make everybody play hard because that's not how it works anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to develop, man, trying to prepare for what guy I got for me down the line. Got you. Got you. Because you said you don't even look at the score. You, you're more focused on developing. It, I, it's I, hard I, I not to look at the store, score either, man. Like, you you seen the hand on the hip. Side, yo. You seen the hand on the hip, man. Hey, look, I'm looking. If you, if you would have watched me, I wish you would have recorded me. I I would look down, I would glance, and then look back down. Because, <laughs> you know, like, you're so used to the score, and I'm like, bud, take yourself and stop worrying about the score. Keep them confident. Keep them positive. You know, try to keep reinforcing that they just play hard, and they'll get back in the game. Where in high school, I'm freaking like, okay, I need to, 
okay, what substitutions I need to make? Okay, I need to adjust this defense or I need to run this offense. Damn, I'm just like, you I just- saying all that, it see, and boy, people gonna think I hate AAU. <laughs> see, they probably, some people already do and I, I really don't. I don't, I love AAU. You but, just dislike some of the areas. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're saying all this stuff that you're not doing, but it seems like it's lacking in this AAU. field. Of the, yeah. It is. It is, man. It's There's not enough time. Uh, in some programs, there's not enough time. And this, this is club sports. We're yeah. just saying AAU because you're coaching AAU, yeah. and I'm watching, and I'm like, man, what? I can see the difference. Wow. Uh, and, and there's, and, and think about, I mean, and then this is just who I am as a person. So when I say that, that's how I'm coaching them. I've said, like I told you, I sat today and watched the game. Kids that were younger, they made a mistake. The coach never told them what they did wrong. Yeah, just took them out the game. Kids on the sideline with their jerseys on their face, upset. I mean, they losing by like thirty plus. Mm. It's in, and I was talking to a friend of ours. I'm like, it's almost like when you discipline your child. Like, hey, you got in trouble because of this, and this is what I expect from you. When you coach, especially a young age, man, you got to tell them, hey, this is what you did wrong. This is what we need to work on. You're going to be okay, man. But you got to teach them the game. Like, mm-hmm. how can you get better if I if you don't teach it? How can I get better if you don't teach me a game? That's what AAU should be. Any coaching, period, honestly, any coaching. But especially this time where you got kids starting younger and younger, you got to develop them and teach them. Because by the time they get to high school, you know what the, the problem is for us? A lot of kids don't understand the fundamental part. Mm-mm. They don't understand a simple jump stop. They don't understand uh, a screen, pick and pop, or pick and roll. Like, all kids know, oh, man, James Harden got that step back. I'm about to, oh, Steph Curry, oh, they ain't doing this. I'm I seen to, that a lot yesterday, too. Thank you. I seen that a whole lot yesterday. Oh, Kyrie can dribble like this, so I, so can I. No, you can't. Yeah. And and that's, that's where basketball is at now. Trainers are teaching these, most trainers are trying to teach these moves that superstars have progressed to because they worked on the fundamentals of the game to move to that point and now they teaching in camps to nine year olds then the kid get to high school you're like oh they're in a two two pray hey, go in the middle of the zone i don't know what to do oh okay nobody ever taught you that mm. but you've been playing basketball since you was eight mm. yeah that's great yeah man well i'm glad you coaching because I think um, however long you coach, I think it's, um, like I said, it's almost like a lost art, which is just caring. But so it seems like a lost art, not for all coaches, because I'm sure there's some other guys that's caring, you know, like you. But like I said, I, overall, man, it, I didn't see passion. I didn't see detailed work. I didn't see coaching, and I didn't see a lot of love. I didn't see a lot. Okay. I didn't see a lot of unconditional love. It was more conditional. What can you do for me? Oh, you're not putting points on the board? Uh, ain't gonna work out. No. So, yeah, man. Then the kid, that's when the kid developed, oh, I'm only as good as I can help you with scoring. Once I can't do this or that, then I'm, you're gonna pull me out. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you gotta invest time. I mean, even with you, I still gotta invest time. I got I got a group text. I text some randoms. I said, guys, I'm random. When you, I coach you, I said, you become family. So I'm gonna send you random stuff just out the blue. Mm-hmm. Maybe just to check on you, maybe me being silly, but just to check in and see how y'all doing. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, is the summertime different than 
right now, like summertime uh, AAU? Because mm-hmm. it's it's more games in the summer, right? I'm assuming because school. Um, in. It, but the, this is the funny part when school when school ends, you only have now the bigger teams. And some of those bigger programs are, you know, teams that are like stacked. They've been playing all big, big tournaments all since the started. Oh, okay. But what happens is, and I don't, and I probably need to t- polish up on knowing every other state, but I know in Indiana, after, you know, June, you can't, in June, you can't play AU. So June, AAU is shut down. That's when you get to go back to your high school program. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that it makes is. Sense. It is. That makes sense. Cause I, I remember seeing a lot of, because I do, um, well, this summer as, as well, I'll be doing uh, all the summer conditioning, the strength and conditioning for every sport, to prepare, especially to prepare like football and volleyball and soccer. And a lot of your kids back in. Yeah, yeah. and I just thought about that. Yeah, in June, I, get, I got a lot of basketball guys, and then like after that, a lot of those guys are you know on the road and playing ball and stuff and with their club. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Baseball too, though, because I know baseball, the club, club baseball is pretty big in the summer as well. Well, they shut it down, and I, I think they end up doing it. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's across the country, but yeah. because the, the, the clubs have been idea. taken away from coaches being able to yeah. interact with their high school players. Like these clubs taking up all summer, and I'm like, well, you know, coaches in high schools are like, how can we develop chemistry? And our kids are never around besides just when school starts back up. You know like, what sucks? Kids are, you know, athletes are are. Um, Spending less time with like their high, you know, their high school coaches or just any guy that has helped curate that athlete because they're paying for a club. And when you're paying for something, you're going to go do that first. You're going to skip out on some details. Mm-hmm. And you're going to lose some gems that you need. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that sucks. That sucks. I'm thinking about that. That sucks. Um, yeah, that sucks. And uh, most of those kids, I think it's good. At one, I just look. I'm looking at it like I'm glad they get a break. They're forced to get a break, and then, well, they don't really get a break. They, <clears throat> it allows us to. The weird part, like about Indiana, is we in using basketball as an example. We we can't train. It used to be you can do three kids to a coach during the month of June. So mm-hmm. you can do drills. Like now. I think last week was the last week we could do basketball drills twice a week. Now all we can do is either weights or speed and agility or conditioning starting June. maybe from today or June one of okay. them. So the weird part about it is AAU shuts down. You can't do basketball training like completely. You can't do none of that now. You can't have three kids to right. a coach because what people were doing, what coaches were doing to get over that or past that the loophole, you could call your team captain tell him what you wanted them to do and basically you're holding a whole training session for your team you're just not in there the coach saying hey run this do this park on this the captains go hey we're going to do this so you're really having a workout yeah and the coach just not in there so now you can't do nothing with a basketball but yet because AAU's done you can go play tournaments with your high school team so like for instance we are going to play in the Purdue Fort Wayne tournament on the 14th we think I'm going to a defiance tournament and we'll go to maybe Bethel. So we'll play three tournaments with our team and that's kind of to keep our guys like, so we don't have to wait all the way to the high school season for them to get back together. Mm. So they really don't get rest because then as soon as June is over, 
and they done running with the high school squads, you yeah. go right back to AAU. Got you. Got you. I enjoy seeing those guys, like the guys I get back from basketball, like doing uh, some type of strengthening work, some detail work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I look forward to. Um, I got busy summer. <laughs> I got a busy summer. And I, I, you about to start in a minute, man. Yeah, I start June 3rd, man. I got a busy summer. Um, you got your plans on yet? I'm almost done. So I broke it up into three. So I got like my, so we put all the guys together. We put all the girls together, and then I actually got middle school. Mm. Yeah, so that's a kind of a little curveball, which is um, which which is fine, but a little curveball. So I got all the guys done, you know, the stuff I you know I want them to do. And the cool thing about high school, you get all this time with them. It's not just an in and out thing, like you know, one and done. You know, I've had these guys. I've been at the school for two years now. Mm. This would be my third summer though, so. So a lot of these guys kind of already know the basics, so mm-hmm. we'll get the new incoming class. And they're leaders. They'll yeah, lead. Definitely. We'll so to help you. Yep, yeah. yep. We'll get the eighth grade, uh, the, the new freshmen yeah. up to speed as far as positioning, you know, trainable positions and uh, motor skills and sensory skills. Cause that's, that's a big part, especially where I'm at. You got to know where you are, too. Like, you know, we, we lack coordination. We lack, you know, just rhythmic, rhythm type of stuff like that. So... Um, those are some of the stuff I do focus on, a lot of injury prevention stuff. Um, like I said, learning how to absorb, I said this before, learning how to absorb impact, and and it's about positions, man. So with those, those young dudes, man, I'm not even worried about weight. They want weight. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about weight, though. Mm-hmm. They, they want weight until they see somebody so really. They, they see the real, how you saw it's really yeah, supposed to be, yeah, the positioning they, and the And they all get like, intimidated. Like, they like, no, go, I can't do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, nah. I had, trust me, two, three years ago, this kid couldn't even lift the bar. So those, those are kids that tell you, oh, when you say, oh, I bench press 235, and then you really sit, talk, show them how to do <laughs> something, or squat 300, and you, no, they yeah. only doing 100 pounds on a squat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with doing it the right way, fellas. At all, man. It's long, you know, more longevity. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the guy that's strong now and hit a wall because you did everything wrong. And two years from that, or you just injured all the time. Injured, yeah. yeah. I was about to say you injured and broken. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's little stuff, man. That um, I meant, and little stuff that gets overlooked is what I mean because um, train. It just seems like training. Everyone thinks it's just. Bench press people thinks it's just bench press and squats, and it's, it's way more than that. It's way more than that. I, I spend too much time, you know, planning and and watching. I watch. I hate the fact that I can, I can know. I know all my every single athlete I have at the school. I can look from behind and watch how they walk because <laughs> I know I know their patterns. I know everything, man. I, I hate it sometimes because I can't. I don't know how to shut it off though, but. In my head, I can see where you're compensating that. I can see where, um, you know, what what is out, what is in, and it's just stuff like that, though. So, it's just a little more, a little more, um, just a little more detail. That's that's what I want this summer for our guys and girls, man. Just the detail work. I'm not worried about. We gonna bench. We gonna squat. We gonna do all the, you know, those complex uh, lifts. But we gonna we gonna do like a lot of detail stuff, man. I got something that just popped in my head I want to ask. Up? I know I have my opinion. But it's not important because I want to know yours. <laughs> so, do you feel or think 
that the bench press is functionally important to most or or if any sport? I think I think it's it depends. Okay, I think it's, it's a tough one. No, that's a good. It's a good question. Yeah, yeah, because I don't make all my programs bench. But 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 and the reason I ask that because like you just had said, you know, kids. The first thing, and, and I know you know this. Like, if, yeah. if you go into a gym, Monday is usually the bench press day for most men. Oh like, God. Everybody on the bench press. But like, the if you look like Monday. you work out, most dudes come up to you and be like, hey. How much do you bench press? Yeah, or kids, all, the young kids. The hey, are we going to do bench press? Or they want to tell you how much they bench press. Well, I'll say this. like, Well, one, I take my mind out of that because I know at the end of the day, I need the best athletic performance. Mm-hmm. How was that for me? So that's what, like, how can I, I'm not in here trying to make these kids look big. I'm in here to enhance athletic performance. So that's where I'm at. So I will bench press. I might add some type of eccentric, you know, time under tension under there because, you know what I mean, for, for shoulder health and some other stuff. And just holding the load. You know, guys falling, you got to push up. This is all type of stuff. So I might, we go down, you hold this for five seconds, and you're back up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I care more about the eccentric stuff. And any eccentric and isometric stuff is it's almost my go-to for healthy joints. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just the the reps, the reps, the reps. That's that's easy. We do that in our sleep. But you know, I'm 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 always thinking about athletic performance, and I'm always thinking about injury prevention stuff. And to answer your question, every program I train, like sports program, some of them won't bench. We might do some type of push up. Yeah. We might do some type of push up where we're working on scalp retraction. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go down or we're elevated, we might do something. You know, at a, just different angles, man. My football guys, they bench hard. I do make basketball, but not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. And we do, you know, we do a lot of reps, man. And and here's the thing, too. With uh, high school sports, you don't get a lot of time. to. This ain't college. Mm-hmm. You don't get like an hour, two hours, three hours to train. You get 30 to 40 minutes. So what do I need to spend my time on with this group? With, you know what I mean? How how can I spend my time with this group? It ain't gonna be bench press. That's too easy. They gonna go to the YMCA game bench press after practice anyway. Yeah, that's just what they do. So I not know that. So what can we do? I know we got some joint issues, some tendinopathy uh, issues. You know what I mean? I know where some of our guys are compensating they're go- when they're jumping. They're going down too low. You know what I mean? Bending their knees too much. So they're compensating there using too much quad versus you know. They're Achilles, so I know there's something there. So that that's what I'm looking at now. I got 30 minutes. How can I make this, and how can I get these guys tired and feeling something and put them in the right position? Okay. So I got something else now. Yeah, please, please. You got my mind thinking. I hope that made sense. No, it did. Okay. It did. I, well, for me, I hope everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So and um, I, I, hold on. I'll, I'll, let me clarify because I probably seemed like I was all over the place. <laughs> but um, what I'm saying is um, – He's in his bag, y'all. Yes and no. <laughs> I do think bench press, I think everything's a tool mm-hmm. for success. Every movement's a tool for success. It's just how you apply. Yes. You okay. know what I mean? I'm not in there trying to make bodybuilders. And no offense to bodybuilders. But that's but, that's the look they're going for, so that's why they do that movement. And yeah. Functionally, to most sports, I don't think it's important. Walls don't move. So unless you're going to go up against a wall and try to push something standing still down, like... 
You're going to push over a cart, great. <laughs> but if you're playing football, now I can see an offensive lineman exploding off the ball, jamming, but they have machines that work on that. And there's other movements that you can do in patterns to make you stronger. So that you got to add some type of variable. Yes. You got to add some type of eccentric work or just a different angle. Or Yes. So like, that's that leads into this other question. I didn't interrupt, but like. No, you good, you good. I don't, I, and I, I read this, I don't know, maybe you told me. I'm under tension. That's you might have told me a long time ago, or maybe I read it, that um, the uh, NFL Combine, yeah. which is like the grail to get invited to, and everybody, yeah. oh, how many reps did he get at 235? Yeah. Number one, it was made years ago, and it was based off something that was just like, oh. You know I'm, where that conversation came from? Was, the mean, was that me and you? It was you and I. Okay. But it was also one of our old bosses. Oh, okay. I, I knew you. I, I was like, man, yeah. I feel like me and Josh were part of the conversation. So for you, looking at it this way, do you think that's a realistic component to consider when you look at an NFL player? Or would it be by position? Because they have some like, oh, this wide receiver, oh, man, he did 20, you know, on the bench press. Yeah. To me, that tells me, okay, if I need you to block somebody, you strong and you can shove them to the ground. But does that mean you can catch a ball? Does that Man. mean you can run, um, you know, an out route? Can you I'm stick? I'm get some more emails. Because <laughs> we already People got emails on that, on that last podcast <laughs> when we talk about only 2% of, you know, high school athletes. I mean, this, to, for me, I, I, I really want your opinion. Like, would you would you consider replacing that with a different mover that, that um, could present some evidence of how much output of power they present on, yeah. on a movement instead of reps? I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah it shows. Like, like for me. The only time I kind of think like it's an important kind of maybe, you know, a little is if you're a defensive offensive lineman from the jammy movement. Like, OK, well, yeah. I know if he get his hands on somebody, he can, you know, he going to drive him to the he ground. But the only thing I, and I use football because mostly that's the most popular sport when it comes to the bench press part, you know, like basketball. Kevin Durant couldn't lift 135 when he came out of college. But he also but, said, I don't have to. But he don't have to. He, <laughs> can you stop clear. him from getting a bucket? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like football, it's this big thing put on it like they ESPN. Oh, yeah, 35 bench press. I've never seen a dude be the best athlete on the field from being on the bench press the most reps. Like, I'm not standing in front of you and going to let you hit me. I'm I'm moving. Yeah, You got to catch me. Yeah. If I'm coming off the defensive line, my job ain't let the offensive line get his yeah. hands on me. So do you think it's something else that can be substituted? In your okay. opinion, substitute. Well, I'm gonna rewind because you guys, you guys, another question. Um, I think it's antiquated. I think it's outdated. I think that test is outdated, and I think it's so polarizing. And you know, we're so caught up. When I say we, like the society and people that watch the combine, mm-hmm. we're so caught up in watching these uh, heroes, athletic heroes. Um, that we we you know it makes it generates money so I don't think they're gonna change it and I got some other stuff about it but I keep that short so I just th- I think the combine is just really outdated um, you can't measure and I tell my guys this too you can't measure athleticism by by how much you can max you know what I'm saying yeah you can't there's athletes that can't like you said you spoke about KD there's athletes that just don't lift well. You know what I mean? Weight room. And they're freakishly great. So, yeah. But, yeah, I just think it's outdated. I think it's outdated. I think um, a lot of those tests don't mean it don't mean nothing to me. It doesn't mean anything. But here's the, th- the thing, because you asked me about 
the bench press when I'm training my high school athletes, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those athletes, like, crap, I don't even lift. Some of them probably don't even lift as, in college, but I'm good at doing this. Yeah. Because I know guys that, uh, you know, I've tried out for the combine. And they, you know, they told me like, man, I ain't never been a weight room junkie, but I've always liked speed. I've always, mm-hmm. you know, did legs or, you know, they did something, but not the other. Yeah. But they said, I got to do this for the combine. For the test. Just to get my name up. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing for high school. I don't, I got, I have enough, I, I believe enough trust now with some of those coaches where I'm like, hey, there's something better. Well, I don't want to say better. That's the wrong word. But there's something I think a little more efficient for this team mm-hmm. instead of bench press, and so there's just some coaches that's like you still no, feel I a lot of coaches. Bench press. Do you feel like that's what I was gonna say? You feel a lot of coaches still caught up in that? They are that that BS. They bigger, are faster, stronger program. Oh, absolutely, they are. So you got to play. So I, I got to <laughs> play the game, okay? Because I'm I'm hired to to help. Yeah. In their in their eyes, you know what I'm saying. So we got to play the game. All right, we we're gonna bench press, but we are gonna do it like this. I might have a kid like. I've had kids with no weight on the bar. Your spotter is pushing down on the bar. Mm. You have to push up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because force is king. I'm all about force. Force is king. Force is king. Force is king in the world of, af- of, of athleticism. And that's a book, by the way, by Matt Van Dyke, man. Beautiful book. Strength coach. He wrote the book. So that's what makes this book very unique down in uh, Houston, up in Texas somewhere. So force is king. Go check that out. But force is king. You know what I mean? And here's the cool thing about force. If you got a budget, then you can afford other stuff. You know what I mean? You can go get all types of, you know, uh, artificial intelligence to the monitor force. And if you don't have a budget, like I, I don't have a budget, a very big budget, we still can apply you force. Can apply force because you yeah. can be creative. Yep. And now back on the combine, I think is outdated. Um, I think it's something that was polarizing back in the day and has generated so many fans and, mm-hmm. you know, it has its own little series on ESPN when it comes out and they showcasing it now yeah. and, you know what I mean, it's bringing in so much money, they're not going to change it. But it's antiquated, man. Um, you said something too, like you're, you're, it's all, man, we got freakish, I call them heroes, athletic heroes, because they're the closest thing to like superheroes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But genetics play a huge part. Some guys are just naturally strong mm-hmm. and they do well. Tom Brady didn't do nah. he did horrible. I think. He had the slowest Tom time ever by a quarterback it's or terrible. second slowest. And he's still playing at and he's 42. Champ. Yeah. He champion. The GOAT. Yeah, multiple times. It. You know I'm a Patriot fan. I know, I man. It. I know, man. I'm a Falcons fan, so <laughs> we ain't going to talk about that. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's water. I'm, still, engine, I'm still I'm still salty over that. I've been a Falcons fan for a long time, by the way. But anyway, that's all subject. I'm a Falcons fan. I just live down there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, yeah, I just think it's antiquated, man. I think, I think it's not current. I think there's other ways to do it. But... I'll say this. There are some tests that they don't showcase that the public don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that mobility and corrective uh, like yeah. tests. Like they got one where you lay you lay down in your stomach like in a uh, uh, a supine position and you got to how high can you put your hands over your head? And you, you know, know what I mean? Like they don't, they, they don't show that stuff when those are honestly some of the most important movements that they do doing. Well, that's what I mean. But they don't want to put that public because the yeah. public wants to see, they want to see the action. how strong you are, how, how fast, how high yes. can you jump, how, can how you far jump? can you jump. Yes. They want the, how many balls can you catch? They yep. want to see, you don't want to see that. But there's a, there's a lot of tedious stuff that keeps 
you know, these prime movers going, you know, and the prime movers, the muscles going. There's a lot of tedious stuff that they do do, and I'm I'm impressed with with the combine. I think the NBA is pretty current though. Like they're testing, I think it's pretty current, and it's as for and I'm comparing the two, so I I think it's more current than the combine. I think a lot of the NBA's testing too is um, more efficient dealing with. And it's just the, to the sport. Yeah. With the, the, the movements you're going to be using yeah. on the court. Yeah. The only thing I would say, basketball, I, I and I don't, I haven't took the time to think about it. There's got to be a different way to do a strength test because mm-hmm. the bench press has honestly nothing to do with being able to play basketball. I think they just, that's like a filler. Like, okay. <laughs> like the NFL. Like, hey, well, yeah. we, let's see how strong you are. Just to see yeah. how strong are you when there has to be another way to test power output. Now, I'll say this to too because now I, I work in the PE department. So, you know, the state, you got to do the pacer and you got to do, uh, you know, the sit-up test and the, the yeah. push-up test. The sit-up test is a waste of time to me. Mm-hmm. I've had kids that say, yeah, they know how to get around it or, you know, they don't feel anything or even the test, like, you just you kind of, you you do a small crunch, you tap the button and you go back down. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean you get any contraction. You know what I mean? So I think that's antiquated. That's old school outdated as well I would rather put a kid and I uh, and I I gotta I gotta think about planks too because people swear about planks but I I would rather put a kid in a plank contract his stomach mm-hmm. his abs and contract his glutes, glutes yeah. you know what I mean you tell kids that they fall down fast oh they fall down fast or they can't they can't so control you be amazed like kids can't even mm. they're like what you mean they like, can't they can't contract they yeah. can't they, and if they do At they the can't hold no yep. they can't it's, it's hard that's what I call a plank I make Every team, dude, that's not something we do. Okay, we go on plank, we squeeze our glutes, we squeeze our stomach. We flex, we flex, we flex. Okay, those muscles work it. And then you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Kids will tap out in 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they'll stop contracting their, their glutes and just contract their stomach. Because that's why, like, I think the record for, I don't know, somebody broke the record. It was nuts. For, it, it was, it was nuts. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't a... If you're a strength coach or you somebody in like the you know sports mad world, you you probably watch that video and you're like man, that ain't no plank. No, the form was awful. I remember watching it like I don't know how. I know it was more than a day. I don't know how long. It was. It was crazy. It's a crazy amount <laughs> of hours, and I'm day. like, I'm like, man. I said, my book though. Yeah, but back on. I mean, yeah, man. B- b- you know, yeah, boots all in the air, right? I was like, aiming a straight plank. Like, yeah, man. So yeah, so yeah, that's what I think about the test. I think a lot of these tests are just old, but they're making so much money they're not going to change anything. I think the NBA's in a, in a position where they could change something. Mm-hmm. They can do something a little more efficient. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, change, take that bench press out and do something else. Yeah, you got. It's got to be something else to. Ray know. Allen said he never bench pressed, but he always did legs. And if you watch, back. if you watch Ray Allen, if you look at his body, and That's if anybody crazy. watches this, Ray Allen got the best calves I've ever seen. If you go look, look up Ray Andrew Allen Pacquiao. and try to find a a, a a video or a picture of him training, it could be running, jump shots, whatever. He used to do a lot of it with his shirt off. Yeah, his upper body just looks like a guy who's a runner. He got yeah. a runner build. I mean, his he, was crazy, his he was ripped and lean. He was ripped and lean, but not very muscular. But when you look at his legs. Yeah. His legs were muscular and gigantic. Yeah, he said and every time I was in there, I was doing some yes. type of leg work. Some and I told people, I said, "How do you think he lasted so long?" Yeah, like yep. he kept himself in great condition. The other thing was, he said, "I think his last year in the NBA, said he said he hadn't had fast food in like twenty years." Oh, that's another. So, that's 
That's what. That's the most important thing right yeah. there. But yeah. that's that's for another that's subject. But if you watch, that's like a, you just said, crazy. he stayed working on core strength and leg strength. So and and we gotta. I want to be specific on core strength because I think a lot of times people correlate that just to just your, your stomach. stomach. Now that's your lower back and yes. your glutes as well too. Mm-hmm. Your glutes is your powerhouse, man. That's what everything behind you pushes you forward. You know what I mean? So it ain't just about chest. It ain't just about quads. You know what I mean? All the things in front. And actually, those are your smaller muscles. Your quads are pretty big, but your 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 glutes, your hips, your butt, mm-hmm. your biggest muscle in the body, hamstrings right there. You know what I mean? I tell it, people, you want to be explosive? Build your quad, build your excuse me, your hams and your glutes. Yeah, if man. you can get them firing and get them strong, you'll be jumping nowhere, and you'll be very explosive. Yeah, you'll be jumping and and. But people think. Like you said, people think it's my quads. If I nah. no, those are that, that's those, gonna slow you down. That's what talk. stops you. That's your really quads, gonna slow your quads you down. slow you down. That makes yep. that's what, those are the breaks. Yeah, but and to ahead, anybody that's listening to this, man, because I like to prove you know people wrong when they're in my my DMs and stuff. And I don't know everything, but I've been policed by some really really good trainers that has you know helped me to get to where I'm at now. And then I've had some really good tools and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But if you take your toe and lift your heel up and drag and drag it back, drag your toe back, you'll feel your hamstring contract. And if you just, you know what I mean, if you push your foot forward, lay it flat, you'll feel your, your quad contract. And I'm saying there's a reason why spikes are on the, on the front of a shoe when you run track. And it should back. be hamstring and glutes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You're pulling, you're pulling, you're pulling. That's all hammy. When you're dragging your toe back, heel is up, by the way. That's hamstring, that's hamstring. So there's little stuff like that, man. When you start learning how the body works and it'll help you. And when you start learning how the body works and you start learning how to put people in proper position, trainable positions now, and I and, and I put emphasis on that because everybody's built different. You yeah. know, you might get a six nine kid and he gonna look different than Yeah, a five eight kid. Yeah, he gonna look he gonna look different than a six five kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna look different. So you, you gotta put people in trainable positions and then understand that it's not a weight thing. It's just a, how efficient can you be with this weight? And then we can start adding a load and being forceful. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I think uh knowledge starts coming. So that's that's just how I look at it, man. I don't I pay I don't pay no mind to those tests, but I get kids now that's like, hey Josh, I got a um a camp coming up in July. And they test in the same the, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then at the so I want to prepare a kid as much as I, I can, but I let them know like, hey. And honestly, I try to set these kids up where they can do anything by the type of training we're doing. They regardless of what the camp is saying, they can do anything. Like you're already developed force. You've already developed, you know, uh lateral speed. You've already developed, you know. Uh, the the right amount of um, mobility to perform what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. So we can do some. Say you did something. And sometimes I get kids saying, um, "Hey, my college coach want a video of me doing the workout they sent me for the summer." Yeah, cool. We can do that. Like I said, we got to play the game. We'll do that. But yeah, man, there's some stuff I'm just gonna go around and and not do. And when coaches and stuff is knocking my door, like hey, I want them to do this, we do it. But I let this kid. I, I'm very transparent. Like we do it. You're already equipped to do this. They don't know that because they don't know what I'm doing with you. But we're gonna do this. So I don't want a coach to not play you because they think you're <laughs> you're not being disciplined or you know what I mean. Yeah. So I play the game, man. Unfortunately, 
But that's that's how I look at all that stuff. I read an article. Yeah, I mean, it might have been years ago when I first got into sports performance training where a guy, I don't remember, like I said, years ago, he was basically saying that he was able to improve his strength. And it was an article where he was basically, basically in, in easiest terms saying he was against the bench press and in, in, in the sports performance realm of training and testing. But he was saying, you know, people test for this, people test for it, it has nothing to do with sports, blah, blah, blah. He trained for, I think, like maybe eight to 10 weeks where he, he did his reps at the 235. Don't remember the number, but he did his reps. And he's like, you know, these athletes think you have to train bench press to get better at bench press. He didn't touch a bench press, like the, the regular bar, barbell bench press. He did all types of different resistant movements that would work the same type of movement. He said the only thing that close to being similar that I would do was a push-up or dumbbells. He said, but then he said, I'm mixing in so many different things. He jumped his number, doubled it, and never touched the bench. Mm-hmm. And he said, this was me just to show these, like, you don't have to do this movement to get stronger at putting out that force for that movement. And he's like, and people think you have to be under a bar, this heavy load. And he's like, when well, really nah, functionally has nothing to do with your sport. Nah, man. So how long can you hold a position? How long, you know what I mean? Can you, I mean, how fast can you develop force? Like all that, that's what it's about, man. Yeah. Like I said, you're going to be a bodybuilder. Then yeah, and you, we got some great friends uh, that are bodybuilders. Uh, so this ain't no diss to them. Then that's, that's, no, no, that's, and that's why I said sports because, I, I mean, I've competed in bodybuilding, so I've nah, done. I was going to bring that up in another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not nothing against that. Just saying the sports performance realm, if if that was your main focus, you know, that's something, like, I agree with Josh. I just, you know, yeah, you, you continue to throw it in there, but you got to add something else to it. Like, it's not important to be like, I'm going to go in there and hit bench, and I got to see how much I can. Bro, nah. I've had all type of kids do that, and they couldn't. They couldn't even do a, a simple cut. You know what I mean? I got to, here's a, let's, let's do another another thing. Um, Nick, what's our time? 58. Okay, cool. We good. Okay. So, there's a lot of hoopla going on about the agility ladder. Okay. Yeah, I didn't um, know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let, there, me, let me know what's going on with okay. the agility ladder. So, and this is like, this is stuff from Instagram that I see. Okay. So, you know, there's, you got certain guys that use the agility ladder with a hurdle with a cone and, you know, they do all those things and, you know what I mean, it looks like a, some, you know, it could look like a choreography routine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They I've got, seen some. Yeah. And, you got, and you got some people that believe there's a better way to load a kid to make... um you know, it's just a better way to load a kid and not do agility. You know what I mean? There's a better way to make a kid faster is what mm-hmm. they're, they're saying. Um, I'm a little in between. I'm not for the circus show and the, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't think agility is, looks like that to get faster. But I do, do use a ladder one. And I don't do all the crazy stuff anymore. Like like when I came into the business, I was doing it all. Everything I seen Ray Lewis and Ed Reed do, I was trying to do it all. You know, doing traits, hips behind, I mean, feet behind the back and all these type of stuff. But then as I, I started getting a little more, um, just a little more wiser in this industry, I started doing stuff where that trans that transfers to the sport. You know what I mean? I started doing a lot of like one single leg stuff and I do, started doing a lot of like, you know, turning them to the side and doing like, um, I've, I've, I've witnessed it. I know. Um, 
I yeah, change. I used to man, we used to go crazy. We'd be looking like a whole dance routine. But, like, but you, you know, know? That, that was, man, we used to have good times. We had them, them both them ladders loaded with athletes yeah. and getting them in and out of there. I think I think is. But you, you know, we did a lot of movements, but it's because we had to cover that time. But we didn't do a lot of stuff. Yeah. At least I remember when me and you were together. We didn't do a lot of stuff where you got a hurdle cone. That's you what I mean. Side to side. Okay. Like we would do the ladders, get back around because yeah. we we added the cardio and you know into it as well. Like yep. get through, sprint out, get back. I, you know? I I think I think everything is a tool. I yeah. think every single thing in the weight room can be a tool. Every single thing, every single piece of equipment. Some people don't, but I do. I think everything will be a tool. That can help exceed, I mean, excel an athlete. And um, I don't do, I don't want speed and agility to be based around how cool, because it looks cool on Instagram, and it gets parents spending spending mm-hmm. dollars to be with that trainer. You know what I mean? When it when you're doing all this circus show and stuff like that, but go get a, you know, no offense, but go get a kid from the farm that don't know nothing, that ain't got no rhythm, no coordination. He just knows about pure grit. He gonna look horrible doing the ladder. So I do use the ladder because I work at a white school to build some type of coordination, but it's not as crazy. We might do like maybe an icky shuffle, maybe a, a single leg hop down uh-huh. the side, maybe some lateral work, and we call it a day. I might even put them on the ground, put them on their hands, and call it a day, and go work on some other stuff. But I will. I rather work on. I rather work on some technique on how to sprint. Then I rather. I rather add some type of resistance just to work on like peak uh, speed. Mm-hmm. Um, during like uh, you know in a in a linear position like when they're running the straight you know what I mean acceleration in other words you know those are stuff that I think transfer to sport and then working on cutting and stuff like that I was gonna say yeah I think another thing is speed and agility should be sloppy it shouldn't she, look organized like an organized choreography it should be sloppy cause think of the, the tangibles in the game you don't you can't you don't know when a guy is gonna do this in football you just gotta be ready gotta to, be able move. to move yeah, yeah. like it, it should your session should look sloppy I, I don't organize sloppiness I don't think kids that have coordination cause it you work at a white school I work at a school blended with Basketball is predominantly a black team, and they don't have rhythm either. So okay, my kids can't. They, they can't do the ladder neither. Bro, I did this drill, and I played. A, I played a beat, and I was snapping on beat, snapping on beat. Fam, that was the funniest. That was like the funniest day I ever had in my life. I said, oh, "Y'all really can't snap. Y'all can't on beat. It's, it's bad, man. You know what I mean? They just want to play, but I, I, man, now now you get into my my mind. There's some stuff that I do in the in a rhythm, like some type of work that I do in a rhythm, because I do think that helps kids too. Because there, there are some rhythms in, in the sport, you know, whether it's a whistle or whether it's, you know, something a coach does every game with his team. There's some stuff in the rhythm that you can do the mind grasp. I'm always, I'm just trying to change. I'm always trying to get the brain to do stuff and change, change, change for that athlete, man. Sensory skills, in other words. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, no, get, go. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. You're no, no, about, I was just going to say, I'm big on ladders and I use when I when I was really doing a lot of basketball training, I used to use it a lot because mm-hmm. I wanted kids to learn how to concentrate on focus on the ball. Oh, they're gonna the be on me this podcast. And be able right. to use the footwork because basketball, especially when you're a guard, yeah. like you gotta be able to get in and out of cuts. Um, so I would use the ladder as far as like you can't look down. You gotta be able to That's another thing. Yeah. I want your eyes on yeah, the ball. I'm gonna I mean, play catch with them. If you if you're from my school, you know I say that all the time. Keep yeah, your head up. You gotta look up. down, look right back up. Yep. You can't. Because yeah. in the sport you can't put your head down, you can get your block knocked okay, off the football. Th- that's my point. You and you just said it way better than I do. Like <laughs> I don't want it to be a choreography yeah. where you're you got your hands down, 
Cause you know how it is when you, you'll see certain kids doing icky shuffle, right? And it's a it's a dance. Yeah. It's like a one, a two, three. Yeah. About yeah. yeah. No, man. Mm-hmm. Sports ain't like that, bro. Mm-mm. I'm I'm the type, man. I don't put numbers in front of the kids. Like call the number out. Okay, you know what I mean? But I do, like I said, I think everything's a good tool. Yeah. I think there's a I think it's a great way to warm kids up. Look, we've done that before, like our sessions, and we've done it at the end of our sessions too. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, you know I what do. I'm so I, yeah, I think everything's a tool, but there there is like a lot of debate about the the speed and agility ladder. <laughs> I think that's about anything, though. So. Oh, no doubt, because it's, it's we preference, in, man. And we in this time where everybody wants to say theirs is better, they weigh yeah, is this, man. and this works better than that. So yeah, I just say do your thing. If it works for that's now where you're at. I will say this. Just like I said in the beginning about basketball, training, the things that have lasted the test time for training are the simplest forms of training. No doubt. Like you just said, there's no choreography. I don't have to put all this extra stuff on the ladder. Work on your feet. Get your feet fast. You be able to use your arms, be able to look up, be able to pump, be able to focus. That's simple stuff. That's a lost art. I I see a lot of kids not pumping. They don't know how to use their arms. That's a lost art. So, I mean, it's, it's the simple stuff that I think like you said, those trainers throwing right. all this stuff. Yeah. I seen one and I didn't believe it was real. And I don't know oh, if you've seen it. I don't know. Where the basketball guy had a kid jumping on a table, then sit down on it, come off of it, threw something at him. He had to duck on was the that ground. Was a parody? No, it was a serious trainer. <laughs> nah, I didn't see like, that. One. Like the kid did a ladder drill and passed the ball and then had to crawl under a table no. and then catch, get up and shoot the ball. I don't remember who sent me this and I was like, this can't be real life. But this guy was promoting this, talking about your kid has to prepare for, have to be prepared for the unexpected. When, the, when are you gonna dive under a table on a basketball game and then come out and shoot it? Uh, nah. Yeah, I, hey, I'm telling you, like you said, some people and a lot of parents don't know, so they throw anything that looks wild, fun, yeah, looks, crazy. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna really gonna make my kid better than no, it's not. It's your kid gonna get in the game and be looking for a table to dive under, and he gonna be right back on the bench. That's sad, man. Like, I've never, I said, this can't be real life, man. <laughs> like, look, like they were sitting in a chair. They had to sit and get up. Out, I was like, ah. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, to me, training, everything, if it's done in the simplest way, you can advance from that. But you got to start off at the bottom and work your way up. You can't start off at some craziness that you've seen some NFL player doing because those guys are professionals, man. They yeah. they didn't start off like that. Nah, when you man. build the, when you build on your fundamentals, then you can grow to other areas as far as your training, as far as your workout and your techniques. But you got to start off with the simplest form of everything. Some of that stuff is gimmicky, man. And yeah, it is. Like you said, so um, and the words, my man uh, Fowler, and go check him out, uh, Fowler Fitness. Do not confuse the party trick with real ability. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, we probably got called this. What we got, Nick? 107. Yeah, let's call it quits, man. Let people go home and enjoy their Sunday. So we want to appreciate y'all listening. Um, oh, we didn't even speak about Becca's episode. We 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 went in. We, yeah, we yeah, keep yeah. it brief. Let's um, recap Becca's and then uh, yeah, yeah, we call it quits. Becca's was. I loved every bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. You you told me, but to to be with super person, that. person I, man, I am trash at that. I, no, I just, no, I just think, I, I just say you the, told me about it, but I don't no, think you want to hype it up as much as you know. what I'm saying I'm, like that's what I'm saying. I'm bad at that. No, I, I I'll just say hey, I like it better like that. He like, can't. I okay. want to hear it from them. Like you was just humble in your presentation to me about her, and then when I met her, I'm like sitting here like I need to be dang. more detailed though. Sometimes like I friend to her immediately. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm her friend. I'm now. just, <laughs> I'm just thank you back for being my friend. She dope, man. She she's awesome. I loved it. She's Every awesome. minute of it, like I can't wait to have her back on. If I can ever get time to go to her stuff with you, I'm going. Oh, you be there. Like there. that's real. I gotta go. I got three kids. Like not three kids, but I got three athletes. Yeah, did that at the same school. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm with that man. I I, I love go. every minute. And I, I'm thank you for bringing her on because, I mean, you told me and I'm like, okay, she plays soccer. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, I'm bad at homeschool. I, I don't. I'm not detailed in my descriptions of people. <laughs> it's just the the basics. A hey, female for, uh, soccer player coming. He's like, yeah, she oh, she's he, from homeschool. He's like, yeah, she was homeschooled. You know, she <laughs> she started soccer late. She got a scholarship, and I was like, okay. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Then yeah. when she came in, I'm like, her story deep. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Becca, you. Hey, thank you for blessing me today. Yeah. Shout I went to church. To she in uh, Arizona right now, man. Uh, just being with some family. Uh, she's a traveler. Yeah. I'm trying to get her ticket life. Yeah, man. She. Yeah. Africa. What? <laughs> She said Africa. Y'all should have seen my face in those. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. It's like Africa. No, she um. No, oh, Becca, thank you, man, so much. Real talk, by my heart. I loved your episode. I thank you for sharing your story and blessing us, man. It was it was wonderful. I loved it. She's great. And um, this was the, you know before we end and cap off, but this is what this podcast is about, man. Like um, we gonna we gonna hit y'all left field, and sometimes we will hit y'all right field, and we are gonna have some people on here. You gonna be like what? And then we'll have some people on here that are big, big time and probably a little more obvious to have on here. But, yeah. you know, we try to do, um, we, we just got a lot of ideas, man. So stay tuned. Thank you for rocking with us. I'm Josh Collins. Terry Collins. And my man, Nick Lay, thank you for sounding this thing and make sure we, we sound all great. You know what I mean? So we out, man. Have a great week, y'all. Peace.